0: here. Don't just link for the sake of linking, link for success. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Stacy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. So I know that I could probably read a very boring bio about you and list all of the amazing stuff you've done in the past, but you're probably gonna make it sound a little bit better. So can you just tell everybody who you are?
1: Wow, that's, uh, that's an open-ended question. We could talk for hours <laughs> about who I am, so let me, let me keep Okay, it. well, people probably don't want to hear too much. <laughs> maybe I will condense it to maybe
0: only a half an hour. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, okay, <laughs> so I'll keep it short and sweet. So um, I am an international executive coach. I am a speaker, and I am an author, and I am someone who loves to help people Um, really understand who they are, what they're doing, where they're going, and how to get there. And that's probably the best way I could sum it up. And how I got there was through a variety of different experiences in my life and challenges, but also a lot of different journeys. And I spent a lot of time in the corporate world, learned so much, but realized that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And that entrepreneurship was something that really was inside of me. Didn't know how it got there, but Okay, so I explored that while I was in corporate, and it got to a certain point with corporate that I just realized it wasn't the environment I wanted to play in, and so I wanted to create my own environment to have some fun with, and um, I first started out exploring the direct marketing industry because, as they say, it's a business in a box, and so I really did get to um, run with it and not have to worry about all the other expenses at the time. So I learned a lot, created some really phenomenal businesses, teams, leadership roles for other people, including myself, and then realized I wanted something even more from that. Um, And I used to, in the corporate world, run trade shows internationally. And I realized I wanted to start running my own events because also being a mom at the time, um, chatting with lots of moms, one of the biggest things I saw was that moms were, Um, Even if they were in corporate but had been home for a couple of years or hadn't been out in the workforce, I saw sort of almost like a dimming of a light inside of them. They weren't able to, um, or they questioned whether they would be able to get back into that work world and just keep going And, and figured if they were out of it for two years, then they would have to go back to school or five years or six years and didn't realize that with internet, and I kept saying, just go on the internet for like a couple of days, you'll catch up, trust me. <laughs> and, but they couldn't see it. So something came inside of me, and I decided to start um, Supermom Entrepreneur, but then it turned into a conference, and a conference where moms like myself and other moms who've started to create successful businesses could come and share with those Ladies, men too. There was dads that came as well. We welcomed everyone, but it was really an opportunity for really successful entrepreneurial women to come to stage and really share their story. And most of them had created businesses from their basement, didn't want to go back to corporate, and turned them into multi-million-dollar corporations. And so they were really happy to share their story and really happy to um, talk about the journey, both positive and negative. That was one of my rules. You had mm-hmm. to also, you had to. S- share the stuff that just didn't work and just made you want to pull your hair out. Because I think that's where people really learn from. Absolutely. Did that for years. And one of the things I did along with that is a lot of coaching and working with people to support them, to create a business, to start something. Um, And I realized that it was really what I loved and passion. So after six years of running the conference and doing my coaching on the side, I decided to fully take on the coaching world, and really start working with people to help them expand where they wanted to go. Because of all the things I had to learn, all the courses I had taken, and all the education I had, I really wanted to take that to the next level and really help other people create the life and the business they truly, truly wanted.
0: That's awesome. I can't, I wish I had known you back then. I think I would have loved to have gone to one of your conferences because they from learning um, about you and learning about your business Um, before today, I think those conferences sounded really cool. And one thing that stuck out to me when you were talking was the fact that you said, you know, you targeted moms because it was typically moms, but you said, but dads came too. Yeah. Which I think is really cool, but you weren't targeting the dads. So I think there's some sort of myth out there that you have to, market yourself to everybody therefore everybody can come and there's that bucket of people um or, <laughs> or multiple buckets but you targeted mm. moms you called it super mom entrepreneur um and even though you targeted it to moms dad still came which is really cool mm. so how do you translate that into your business today because obviously i think we both agree that if we try to link to the entire world we'll actually won't get anywhere
1: no, it, it's that's actually very perfect and actually I called the conference I am the boss. So Supermom was the first start of it um and then the I am the boss conference but but it's really important to understand and this is what I used to think too and a lot of people when you're first starting out in business we think we want to hit everybody. We think that um you know we don't want to leave anybody out we don't leave any opportunities out and actually when you do that you do leave opportunities out because everybody's Isn't looking that at the ironic thing like it's it so is. interesting. It is. It is crazy interesting because I believe that when I first started out as well, that I needed to try to get to everybody. When you try to get to everybody, you really don't get to anyone because no one knows who you're talking to. One of the things that um, you know, I have a lot of friends who are experts in marketing, and, and I've done marketing as as well in corporate and other businesses. Um, and the interesting thing is that when you're marketing, you really need to speak to the person that you want to speak to. So if you were to have a conversation um, in your marketing and you were targeting. Um, going fishing and doing all this stuff and thinking that you're talking to me and I don't like fishing, well, guess what? I'm not going to hear you. And so that's the mistake people make when you market, when you target who you're speaking with or the service or the product that you're providing. You really need to understand what it is you're doing, who you are, why you started what you were starting and what problem are you solving and who has that problem. And I know we say that and it's said in so many um, videos, training, and we've all done that stuff. But it's funny, we still don't get it. And so how you target to even age ranges is different. So if your target market is millenniums, you can't have a conversation with me and think millenniums are going to hear it because I'm almost 50. Um, you also can't target me and think you're going to reach the millenniums. So you really need to be clear. And this is one of the things I work on is being clear on where you're going, what you're doing, and who you're supposed to be talking to. Like Who are you servicing? Who do you help? What does that vision look like? And then when you understand that, it's amazing because in the conversation that you have in creating that, where am I going, that vision, that bullseye, the marketing lingo actually comes out because why you started the business was usually from a problem, an issue, or something you needed to solve in your world. So at the time you were talking to yourself. So if you understand and really dig down deep and understand why you started it, what problem did you solve for yourself and what were you looking to fix? And Julie Cole is a great example of that. We saw her the other day. Absolutely. She's a great example of that. And I use her actually in some of my slides is that she um, really just needed to create labels for her kids because she couldn't find stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was a into,
0: problem that, that she saw um, and she fixed it. And then it she turned into for she,
1: herself and her sisters business. and her relatives and then friends. And then it expanded and expanded and turned into a multi-million-dollar international company. And then she sold it.
0: Which is so, awesome.
1: It's great, right? And, it's, and so that's where I bring people back is to look at that. Because when you become really clear on what that is and the reason is, and we forget that. See, that's the trick. We forget that. Yeah, and we, forget. we get so caught up in working in our business that we forget to work on our business. And I know that's a cliche. Everybody says it. No, but However, it's true. It's totally true.
0: And I think sometimes we need to take that, that time away and that block of time away and people are like, oh, you haven't been, you know, you, maybe you haven't been busy, you haven't been out. But sometimes we need to take that break. Because yeah. Then we to be more clear. Now, you did say something earlier, which I thought was interesting because we talked a lot about the who, mm-hmm. how important it is. And, and I speak uh, to that as well because I do believe that you don't need to link to everybody. You no. need to link to the important people. Um, because when you say to somebody, I work with XYZ. Mm -hmm. The ABC person over here says, oh, I'm not your person, but I know somebody who is. They become clear and they know who that they can uh, refer you to or connect you to, um, whether it's online or offline, which I think is really cool in that clarity. But you also mentioned the why. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you talked a lot about the what um, and the who, which is extremely important. And then you mentioned the why. And this is going to sound like an odd question. Why? Is the why so
1: important? The why is so important because of the fact that that's who you're targeting. And the why is that connection that you have with where you want to take your business. And we lose that connection often because we forget the why. Why we started things. Why we created this business. What was the desire in our, in our mind and our heart and we get very caught up with the day-to-day stuff, with what we're being told we should be doing in our business, how we should be running our business, that that connection falls short sometimes. I often meet people who are having success, they're making money, and they've reached a plateau and they're stuck and they don't know why. And often I'm looking going, well, you're doing well and you're doing great. Not, I'm not like I'm even wondering how I could help them until I actually have a conversation with them. And nine times out of ten, Uh, it comes down to the fact that they are stuck because somewhere along the line, they stopped checking in with their vision and there was a disconnect. And so now they're just basically going through the motions and doing what they do every day, but they've lost that drive, that connection, that excitement that made them start the business in the first place.
0: So their business almost becomes a list of tasks to complete. Clients to serve, which is an important piece but the bridging those two together is what yeah, gives you, us the
1: excitement every day. Interesting. It's uh, yeah. really what makes us motivated to get up every day and have fun in life. But sometimes there's a disconnect. But we, because it's so small and we're so busy and we still have clients and we still have to service people and we can't stop completely, we don't realize what it is. And that's where someone like myself, who's a coach, and I went through that personally. So I get it more than most because it was sitting down and really creating my vision around it and being taught around that to go, wow, you know what? This is what's missing for me. So, you know, in some of my businesses that I was running, I had the vision, but I didn't have the plan or I had the plan and I didn't have the vision. And that's the other part about it is you have to have both. To make it work. To really make it work. And I'm not talking about like, listen, a lot of people call it a business plan. You could turn my vision that we work on and how I create it into a business plan. I don't go into that much detail. We do talk about finances. We do talk about all those things. A business plan must be a lot more detail-oriented. I don't do that part of it. We can, but that's not the part I focus on when I say let's create your vision. Because a lot of times too, when we go to create a vision or a dream, depending on, on what term people like, when you're creating that dream, it's like um, if you were able to put aside the fact that you're a mom, the fact that you have kids, that you're married, and all these things. Because when we go to create a dream, what happens is our brain goes, oh, I'm not sure if I could do that. Would I be able to make the time to do that? i got to pick up my kids and drop them off. i got hockey. i got this. Oh, my husband's going to be. Put that all aside. What do you actually want to create? Because when we actually create that solid dream and that vision that excites you, you'll find a way. And the ways show up for you. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible when you're so crystal clear on that, and then that allows you to understand. Okay, this is who I need to talk to. This is who I need to help. These are the people that need this, because now you'll understand who that is. And the other thing too is that we tend to, you know, when we're using social media like LinkedIn, like Facebook, all these things, we're trying to hit too many people as well. Who, if you know who you're talking to, you you know what to say, and if you know what to say, the people you're talking to will listen.
0: Exactly. it actually, like, it just goes so much further. I mean, it makes your content strategy so so much more clean. Um, It makes your personal brand be able to stand out once they find out who you are. And it really ties back. And I think I already know the answer to this. I think you've already um, answered it. But what do you think is one of the biggest things that holds people back from taking action? Because I know... Even myself, I, I know what my um, shiny objects are. I've done a lot. <laughs> I've, I have a lot of ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. I used to actually say that I wasn't a creative person. I actually had a real issue with that word for many years through my teen years, in my early 20s. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And I actually had played that in my head. I actually had that story solidified in there. When it came to doing things creatively, Um, I actually had to break free of that. So that was actually something that held me back in my business because my business is a creative business. It is, 100%. The things that I create, I create brands, I create personal brands, I create profile, I create all this stuff. And it's actually a creative process. So actually that word held me back for many years. What do you think is more common? Because you've done a lot of different work with a lot of different types of people. What's probably the biggest thing that, kind of prevents them from taking that great idea and taking action on it
1: um, it's hard to pick just one thing but i'll say there's a couple things that are very connected um, a big one's fear fear of the unknown fear of of not knowing what to do next um, the other thing i think that happens to people in this situation is that um, we're not sure how to do it what okay. the next steps are, and we're we're sometimes afraid to ask because we think we're supposed to know. So that kind of perfectionism, it was it was something I had, and I see a lot of people with it. We're supposed to know it, and so it's that that how do I ask for help, um, and who do I ask for help, and are they really going to help me, <laughs> and why well, is this? And why is a, this? Thing- that's a real big one, actually. It is, because um, that's how. A lot of people have tried stuff or they've tried courses or if they've tried, and I'm one of those people, like when I first hired a coach, I'm like, what are you going to do for me? I've like paid thousands of dollars to courses and people. And why are you going to be different? And I questioned it for sure. Um, It's really, I find when I actually get a chance to talk to people and show them why I'm different, that's what makes a difference for them. However, when you're out there and you're looking around and listen, just like anything else, Linda, you and I know, there's good bosses. There's not so good bosses. There's good coaches. There's not so good doctors or coaches, and the same with doctors, dentists, whatever. It doesn't matter what field you're in. There's people that are really good at what they do, and there's others that are so-so, that or maybe nice. just starting out, or really don't understand you. Um, and that's that's. And you have to find someone you connect with. You have to find someone who really For gets sure. what you're talking about and being willing to do it. But uh, coming back to that question is it's it's kind of the unknown or not knowing what to do next and, and thinking that we kind of should know it, but also not knowing who to ask.
0: Yeah. Right? I think it's interesting because we do feel like we should know stuff. And, and I know from my own personal uh, experience, um, I was probably one of those people that thought they knew. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of corporate training and I have a lot of business background and I have a lot of technical knowledge you know what, but it does take someone almost from the outside, which is why I think it's so important um, that you do link to that right coach, um, yep. but also to know that they're not going to do everything for you. They're actually yep. going to make you do some work, actually a lot of work, um, but they're going to guide you along the way, which is really important. So even though you may have a lot of knowledge, I mean, I, in my opinion, everybody needs a coach because I, I just don't think that you can make the same decisions that you could and i know you and i have had this conversation many times
1: absolutely what i can
0: do for a client i cannot do for myself
1: 100% i have a coach too i have mentors i have yeah. you know my group of colleagues that we connect with and support each other because there's so much and it's like like you and i were talking about prior to this you don't know what you don't know you can't see what you can't see
0: exactly right? but somebody else can kind of look at it from right. the outside and go well, what does this mean? Or I'm confused. Or I, I find sometimes we get lost uh, sometimes in our own lingo, 100%. And then someone goes, well, what exactly does that mean? I'm like, well, how do you not know what that means? And I'm like, oh, it's because this collection of people, that's the way they talk. We talk in acronyms and stuff like that. So we're not clear. We're not not only clear to ourselves, but we're not clear to potential clients when we're out there and they look at our brand and I find brand confusion is probably one of the biggest challenges um, that people have.
1: Well, I think so too, the- as you said, that's a key thing is, is how do we link to people and how does, how do we connect with our communication? Cause how we talk and how we write are two different things. And, you know, I'm, I'm very good at talking. I'm not so great at writing. I need support in that particular area. Um, so I get it. Um, and constantly improving the content. But if you Again, come back to understanding your vision and who you're talking to, it's much easier to create the content. So, for example, hey, listen, I hired you to do my LinkedIn because I'm like, here's all the content, here's all my stuff, go do it. I don't want to because that's not what I guess is my superpower. My superpower is that ability that when you tell me something that you want to do, I've already thought 30 stages of how to get you there. Like, it just happens so fast in my brain. And I learned that my talents aren't in doing the back end stuff. And I know how to do it. But if I farm that out and I focus on what I'm really good at, I do much better, right? And I want to make sure my content is solid because um, if I'm not clear in communicating to the people that I should be working with, then they're not going to hear my conversation, whether it's in writing, whether it's in uh, verbal, verbal. You know. And I work with entrepreneurs, but I also work with corporate so my conversation to my entrepreneurs is different from my conversation with corporate. Yes, it's a
0: very, it's a very different, yeah, very different yeah.
1: person, very different language um, and very different problems that you're solving for them. Hundred percent. And I guess that's a good point to bring up too, is that, you know, um, understanding what you do best and then farming it out, but also knowing that you can have more than tar- one target market. It's yes. just you need to make sure you're very clear on what, your product or service does for each target market and how you need to communicate with that particular target market in which for them to hear you. So how are you going to link up with them? How are you going to get them connected to what you're talking about? Um, And whether that is on LinkedIn, if it's corporate, like my, when I'm looking for corporate clients, I'm having conversations on LinkedIn when I'm looking for the general public and entrepreneurs, I do use LinkedIn, but I also use other social media platforms that I know that my market is playing with or hanging out in. Yeah, exactly. Content, right. And, and I think the more clear you can be on those areas, um, the more business you're going to get and the more fun you're going to have. Cause a client of mine said to me one day, she says, you know, Carolyn, one of the things I love about you is you have the ability to hear what I don't say and to see what I don't see.
0: That's a really cool superpower. That's yeah. a great superpower to have because, I, again, that just goes back to you you don't know what you don't know 100%. and maybe you don't know even what you're saying. It because is. You I, don't. You know, in the very beginning of one of my first businesses, I wrote all this great content, uh, which I thought was amazing, by the way. <laughs> of course, right? And people, so I, you know, send it to like one person, like, can you just take a look at this before I like announce to the world? And literally, they just wrote me back and went, what? Yeah, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. So you don't sometimes not only do you not know what you don't know, but you don't know what you're saying because you don't have any guidance and it's all in your head. And like you said, the way you talk is different than the way you write and getting your information. So if your superpower is getting the information from your head that you don't even know is in there
1: out in a way that you don't even know what you said or how you said it is a really cool superpower. It is. Well, not for myself. I'm not very good at myself with it, but I'm good for other people. <laughs> but that's
0: the thing. And, and that's, that's why thing, I right?
1: think everybody needs a coach.
0: And I, yeah. I, I've stressed that from the beginning, um, literally since day one. And I, when I my first conversation with my very first coach, I went, oh, okay, now I know why I always need somebody else, a mentor, okay. a coach, somebody that can help guide me. I never want to be I've told my kids this a thousand times I never want to be the smartest person in the room no I always want to learn I want to grow I want to model after I want to yeah expand who I am and I can't if I'm the smartest person in the room
1: and you got to realize too I think in every stage of business there's something new to learn Absolutely. And there's something new. And like with my own clients, for example, you know, at the end of, we have, you know, the, I have clients that have repeated with me multiple times. i mean, multiple years, three and four years. And at the end of every year, I always go, okay, where are we at? Where do we want to go? And I am I ask myself, am I the right coach for them to take them there? Because if I'm not, I want to refer them to someone who will. And if I am, that's great. And we both agree upon it because I don't have all the answers. I don't. I have, you know, a ton of people that I re- I go to. I'm really good at what I do and any client that I've worked with and actually has done the work has doubled and tripled their income and built their business internationally. So yeah. I, I get from seeing those results that I'm good at what I do. Right. But not um, for everybody, but
0: I'm not for everybody. Right. And I so, think that's really key to uh-huh. the success, not only of for your business, but also for theirs. A hundred percent. Say no. And, and I think The biggest shock um, for other people has been when I've said, you know what, I'm not the right fit for you. And they went, what? Yeah. I said, no, I actually am saying no to you as a client. They're like, but I want to hire you. I'm like, but I'm not going to take you on and here's why. It's not a good fit. This particular person focuses more on this, this, and this, and this is more of what you need because sometimes the difference between what you want and what you need. It's two very different things. Two very different things. And sometimes they don't see that. So I said, no, I, I might be what you think you want, but I'm not what you need for your business right now. You're not ready for me. You need to work with this person first or whatever, or not work with me at all. But I love being able to refer people out. And I think that's, I get a lot of, I think, respect for that because I have conversations with people going, do you know anybody who will do this? And I go, yeah, you know what? I can help you. And refer or whatever, but I love—not that I love saying no to people. Um, yeah, but, but I love making sure that they get to the right person.
1: Exactly, and I'm the same way too. Like I've had clients where, you know, I know they're not ready for me. I, I mean, you need to be. I'm going to tell you what to do, and and it's worked because it's worked for me. It's worked for my mentors who are multimillionaires. You know, it's worked for my own coaches. So I know that the systems I'm, I'm putting in place works. But you have to be ready to do that digging. You need to be able to deep dive you need to be able to really pull out from inside of you what's going on. Um, you know, I do work on the whole person as much as I'm focused on business and I have the capability to do that. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but our focus is, again, I, I look at it, if, if, you can't, if I can't support them in a challenge in life that may have popped up in the middle of things, um, their business is going to stop. So I need to be able to get them past that, show them what they need to do, kind of talk it through with them and then coach them into the next level, but also how to keep their business going. Because that's the kind of challenges I ran into. Right. And and I think it's really important that, you know, if, if you don't fit into the, my target market or the people that I link best with, then then I need to refer you to someone. And maybe you're not even ready for a coach. Maybe you need to go to an online program. So I have those I refer to as well. Or maybe it's not a coach that you need right now. It's really just a workshop or something. If Depending on where you're at, who you are, what level you are and and, and how coachable you are. And I can usually tell that within a half an hour conversation. You know, even with my programs, you can purchase a lot of my programs online. However, my one-to-one coaching that's a year, I won't let you into that program until I have a 30 minute session with you.
0: Yeah, I think think that's a whole um, very different, interesting conversation um, that I do admire um, about coaches. I'm not one. I don't think I could ever be one. Uh, I'm not sure you could, yeah, it, it's it's not my thing. But you are um, a coach. Mm, not like you, like not no, like other not business coaches, stuff but like that, right? So, on
1: how to really professionally set up their LinkedIn and how to yeah. target the right market. So it's really important that the clients come to you, understand who that market is and who they're- Absolutely. For, for that- them. And that's well, what I that, tell what, people. Yeah, it's so crucial. Um,
0: but what I find really interesting about what you had said- was that some people aren't coachable a hundred percent, and I find that very interesting, so how do you determine, and without getting into too many details, but how like what would be a flag uh, maybe that somebody would say that would kind of go, You know what? I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're you're ready to be coached right now
1: well. One or two things happen when I'm talking to someone because I tell people straight up that I'm going to, I have half an hour to give you some nuggets to support you in moving in, you and in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is that I can catch people when they give me information at the beginning and it changes at the end. So therefore they're holding really? back and they're lying. I've had people actually lie to me um, and really? I catch it very quickly. It's actually, if you listen, if you have kids, it's very easy to catch, right? um i I
0: figure i can do with my kids but i didn't think that you would face that with fellow business owners entrepreneurs etc
1: well sometimes they're afraid and and not sure if they trust you and so they might um change the information around to see how you react if you're going to do that with me then we're done already um (laughs) i've been transparent transparent with a coach then i've already told you everything you said to me is confidential and 100 whatever yeah. So if that becomes an issue for you, then then you're not ready for me. Um, that's just you're not ready for me because I don't yeah. I don't play there. And um, the other thing I've noticed with people too, what happens when I, I can tell they're not coachable is that I'll point something out and I'll give them a reason to why I see it, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll deny it, like just flat out deny it. And I'll be like, okay, so why do you think that that's not the case? Well, I do this and I do this and I, do this. I said, well, then I'll say to them, you know, something to the effect of, so are you? are you getting a lot of clients? How many clients do you actually have? And so I had one, one case, this lady said to me that she, her, she had upped her prices and she had clients that were paying 15, paying $1,500 per whatever. I said, okay, so how many of those $1,500 clients do you have? And how much money are you making? Cause it's important to know where you're at, how much you're making right now to understand where you need to go. Absolutely. Well, I don't have any clients yet. <laughs> so she
0: doesn't have a business. <laughs>
1: So wait, you said you had clients, you raised your fees. You said you had clients paying $1,500 for this service. And now you're telling me you don't have any clients. I said, you know, I, I, and she was, she got almost offended when I, I didn't call her on it, but I said, okay, well, that's kind of different than what we originally spoke about. So, um, that changes things. And you could almost like, she was offended and I could, I could feel it. Right. And then she started to argue with me and I went, you know what? here's what I recommend for you. And um, I said, if you want, we can have another call. She goes, well, then I think you should call me. And I said, you know what, hon, actually, I don't think we should have another call. I wish you the best of luck. She goes, seriously? I said, yeah. I said, you're not ready for this. Um, If you change your mind in in the future, you can give me a call. Or if you need someone, I'm sure I could find someone I can refer you to. And I was being really nice because I I knew she wasn't going to call me. Um, (laughs) And and the end of that. So a lot of times I can I can pretty much tell. Or in some cases, it's just everything I say to them. They have a counter reaction. They have a counter reaction. They have a counter reaction. So very defensive, almost. Very defensive. And and there's work to be done. And I've helped people through that. But you have to be open enough to hear that. That's the the challenge. Because if you're defensive with me, you're defensive with everybody you talk to, and that's going to be an issue in your business.
0: Well, and it's one thing to you know I understand being defensive, but as soon as somebody points it out. It's like, oh, okay, you are awesome and I do need
1: you. Right. And I'm very, actually, you know, a lot of people know me as being very outspoken and I can be, but when I'm working with a client like that, I am very, very careful about my wording because I don't want you to get your back up. I want you to see the potential that you have inside of you and that if you are willing to make some shifts, that potential will come out and you'll have the success that you want and deserve. So I'm very cautious about my wording. I'm very mm-hmm. calm with my voice. Mm-hmm. And I'll even, I'll even preface it in some cases. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now that you actually may get upset with me about, but I promised you I was going to be honest because I want you to have the success you deserve. And I'll say, have you ever noticed or consider the fact that maybe, mm-hmm. so I'm very careful with how I word things because you don't know me. And um, I want to make sure that you hear me because if you can hear me, and if you're willing to shift that, then the success that you want is yours. Yeah,
0: and I think basically what you're doing is kind of calling somebody out on their stuff um, in a nice way. And I in think a nice that's way. exactly. And I think that is really important because I don't want a coach that's always going to agree with me. Go okay. So how do you feel about that? What do you think you should do? That would not work for me. So yeah. I think somebody calling you out on your stuff is really important. I think you need that person in your corner. I know 100%. that my coach calls me out on my stuff all the time. And it's like, really? Do you actually think that way? All right. No, I don't. <laughs> it's true, anyway, right? It and forward, and continues to push me forward. and But my confidence grows because of that. And, you know, like I said before, you know, the story that I was playing in my head I don't even know where that came from. It might've been my grade three failing art grade. Who knows? I have no idea,
1: but somehow I had that story in my head that wasn't true. So I needed to get rid of that. Yeah. And that's a lot of stuff that I do with my clients. It's funny because clients will say to me, well, when do we start working on mindset? Are we ever going to work on that? I said, the day we started talking, I was working on your your mindset. Exactly. And mindset is so crucial. It is, but it's also how you word things, right? So your mindset is set in a way and sometimes we get to a point where we actually have to look at for a moment, where did that come from? Because we do, it could be something somebody said and it was somebody that, you know, really meant a lot to you. So you took it to be the truth and it could have been even not even meant that way. However, depending on what age you are, depending on what state you were at, you know, you could have been upset about something. There's so many 50 million, you know, things that could have been when somebody said something to you and you took it to be the truth. And then since then you've been creating your life with that truth. Yep, exactly, which is and Sometimes we've got to just pull that truth out, change the story, and it shifts you already, right? It's yep. perspective. It's always perspective because, you know, when I talk about communication as well, we come from, um, you know, our past. We come from our culture. We come from how we were brought up. And all these things are attached to how we communicate and how we hear information. So imagine having what we also call our shoulds, Oh, I hate that word. Right? I hate but that word. True. Should you should do this? You should do that. We grew up all our lives. We still do it as parents. I can guarantee you'll catch yourself saying to your son or your son, <laughs> "You should be." Oh, I and know. Go back, right? Yeah. You, I know, know. you shouldn't behave that way, or you shouldn't say those things. Um, and so we catch ourselves, and we've heard them as well. And so we carry those shoulds with us everywhere we go. I say you constantly shooting on yourself.
0: I know. Uh, I always <laughs> love that term. It's
1: <laughs> true. We I always know do so that. The thing about that is we bring that forward in the way we communicate and the way we hear people as well. And so, however something was said to you is how you heard it, how you took it on, how you embraced it. And then now how you receive information is with those shoulds in the back of your head. Hate those shoulds. Get right. those shoulds out of there. I, you know, it's, it's crazy. I had a girlfriend that got completely upset, an entire group of friends that she had a party for because her mom had told her that when people come to your party, they should send you a thank you note afterwards. Oh, interesting. So now she's pissed at all of them thinking they were all animals because how dare they not send her a thank you note. And she was raving angry about it. And I was like, I couldn't understand what was wrong with her. Well,
0: because she set up that expectation in her own head.
1: Right. But yet. But I said to her, so it was funny because everybody left and said, oh my God, thank you so much. It was a great time. A few people texted her, um, thanking her again. Um, But I said, you know, that's the way your mom said it. What if their mom just told them what they were supposed to do was say thank you very much and give you a hug before they left? Exactly. And all of a sudden she went, oh, (laughs) I never thought about it that way. Interesting.
0: And we do that all the time in our business. 100%. You know what? Funny that you say that because it's this person expected a thank you note. This person expected that they were to say thank you at the end of the night. So I think our own expectations of ourselves – and how we pr- project out there. Cause I think sometimes we like attracts light. Yeah. So our own values, our own, you know what word I'm looking for, but our own thoughts, our own feelings, our, uh, even our mission in life and our business and stuff like that. We always seem to attract, um, those like-minded. And I know a lot of times when I'm working with people, I'll get them to look at their own brand and i like, would you like you? Would you yeah. connect with you? would you want to do business with you? And I'm shocked at the amount of people who go, no. And I'm like, okay, then we need to change something. Like something about you, something about your brand, something about your, the way that you do business needs to change because I always, you know, not everybody. I don't think we need to like everybody. I don't think everybody needs to actually did a whole other episode um, on that topic
1: of you don't need to be liked. No, not by everybody. And not everybody will like you no matter what. And, not, and even those that like you aren't going to like some of the things you do. Exactly. You know, and that's and I don't something think, I have to accept too. Yeah. I don't think
0: a coach needs to, I
1: don't think you need to like.
0: I think you need to respect and I think they need to be able to relate to you. But, and to do business with somebody, I don't think you need to like them. I think to be a friend, you should probably like somebody. Yeah.
1: I don't think to do business together. I don't think you need to necessarily like um, like in the sense that we don't need to be buddies and hang out but we need to as you said have a respect and you need to go you need to like feel the like honesty. they understand you i think that's what it is because yeah. i don't know if people realize but when you buy it doesn't matter what level you're at how much money you make or who you are what situation we buy with the component of our brain that's called the limbic brain and then simon Semick talks about this very well um but the limbic brain is the part that we is pure emotion it doesn't actually hear language and that's the first thing that we react to is how, we, how somebody makes us feel when they're talking to us. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling heard and understood, then, then it's important to hear about the facts once you've built that connection with somebody, that, that link. And, and once you've done that, then, then you're going to go, okay, tell me more about your product. Because I'm sorry, for all of us, there's thousands of coaches out there, there's thousands of people that do LinkedIn, there's thousands of people that you know, sell tires. Why am I buying from you?
0: So that leads me to one question. How do you differentiate yourself from others who do something similar?
1: I hear what people don't say. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. About. That needs to be at like the top of your website. It should be, right? And it was funny because I used to think that way and it wasn't until a couple clients actually stated it that way to me that really it connected and it resonated. Why, why am I different? I guess there's a couple things. I focus on business, but I work on the whole person. Because I realize that you have to. Um, And I've had clients, and I think I need to somehow bring that out there more, because I've had clients go, well, I didn't know I could ask you that question. As a coach, you can ask me any question you want. Yes, we are focusing on building your business, but if there's something else that's happening to you that is affecting you from being able to move forward in your business, then we need to talk about it. And whatever you say to me is confidential. It's why I have actually part of my package when you're working with me full time is you have 12 emergency calls over the year. Oh, As interesting. You don't have a call booked with me. We, we talk twice, twice a month. So if you have two weeks before our next call and something pops up that you really need to deal with or you're not sure how to deal with or a situation that arose that just took you back and you just need someone to talk to that confidentially, you have that emergency call to contact me. And then we jump on the phone and we sort it out instead of waiting and having it fester inside of you for two weeks and affect your business. That could be my spouse walked out on me. That could be you know my kid ended up in the hospital. I don't know how to maintain my business right now. That could be I just got off the phone with a client and they just ringed me and I have no idea how to respond to this right now. It could be 101 things, um, but it's that instead of staying and holding on to it and for three days trying to figure out what to do by yourself, you have that hotline to contact me and say, Carolyn. I just yeah. need a sounding board or I need, I need some I need to figure this, this out.
0: Exactly. That's exactly. the perspective and somebody, and I think that's the biggest difference because I think a lot of people get into, well, I have a lot of friends. So if I need advice, I go to my friends and unfortunately friends can be very supportive in the wrong way. So like, oh, it's okay. Um, whatever you decide, we will be very supportive But when you're talking, and this is why I'm so passionate about you don't have to all that like stuff, is because if somebody picked up the phone and called you, what they're calling you for is not the same as they would call their BFF for, right? Exactly. Because they know they respect you. They're looking for honesty. They're looking to somebody who they trust and they know you're going to give them the real goods
1: and how they can
0: actually move forward. As opposed to when I was actually talking to somebody yesterday and she was telling me some struggles and stuff like that, that she was going through. And so I said to her, you know, I hate the cliche. Let me know what I can do for you. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Um, And I think that was almost a disservice. So what I said was, this is what I'm going to do for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. You, You can't think of that. And which is why we said right in the beginning I can do for others what I can't do for myself. 100%. So in the midst of it, and she can't see the fours for the threes. No. doesn't know what she needs. She doesn't know what she doesn't know. Right. So I said, this sometimes- is what I, you need to do. Now, that's from a personal perspective. But business mm-hmm. is so true, which is why I think you do need that external, um, external person looking at your business and working with your with somebody
1: else. And 100% too, because as, as you said, Stacey, like a personal friend is going to more often than not say what they think you need to hear. Um, It's not necessarily what you need to hear though. Um, And it's that emotional support that you're going to get because when something happens like that, there's an emotional emotion that's elicited in us that kind of like, Oh my God, what did I do wrong? Or that that's fear or that there's so many things that come up inside of you that you need to have that rock solid person that's going to go, okay, let's look at what actually happened. Let's remove the emotion. What, tell me what actually happened. And let's break it down into small pieces and let's find a solution. So, for example, I had um, a client that got this email from another client that really just sounded upset and whatever else and blah, blah, blah. And um, I started giving her a rule. You're no longer allowed to answer those emails. I said, you have to call me first or you have to walk away and you have to think about what was actually said. Because often, too, like when someone writes something negative to us, we have an emotional reaction like, how dare you? Like, I never did that. But what you're not understanding is that your client, something has happened, they're reacting, and you need to find out what it is and diffuse it, not increase it. And so she called me and she told me and I said, hmm, so tell me, send me the email. I read it. I go, okay, what did you do? And I said, okay, well, if someone did that to you, would you respond this way too? She goes, yeah. I said, so don't respond to the email right now. I said, because you have to look at how that person may have misinterpreted what you said. I said, I want you to wait till tomorrow. I want you to pick up the phone. I want you to call the person and I want you to acknowledge they're upset, find out why they're upset and fix the situation. I said, that client will be yours for life. Sure enough, the next day she did it. She called me. She goes, oh my God, it works. She goes, I'm never responding to an email right away again. And she never had.
0: You know what? And the way that you fix a client issue actually shows more about you as a person then if you don't fix it or if you just simply respond or close them off, which is why I encourage anybody who gets any bad reviews on any social media or Google or anything like that, respond publicly after a bit of time to think. um, Leave it on there. Because I think actually bad reviews can actually do better for your business because of the way that you handle it and people can see that you're, it's okay to make mistakes, but how you fix them is really how you're going to show your true
1: colors. Yeah, it is. And it's, and I think sometimes too, we just have to acknowledge, like I've had people who said something that was interesting and I didn't actually have to fix it myself. Um, Somebody wrote an opinion that they had and thought what I was saying was garbage. And I said, well, I, you know, thank you for giving me your opinion. Well, I found out it was somebody that knew someone and they, um, they contacted this person. I didn't know about it till afterwards. And Said, how dare you say that about this person? You don't even know her. You need to apologize and you need to take that link off, or whatever you did. And of course the person did and apologized. And so sometimes too, just acknowledging it, people that know you will also respond. But you've also got to be careful on social media. This is another thing to be aware of. And this just happened to a colleague of mine where there was a bad review, but it was, you know, a single mom and and she reacted. And so they contacted her right away. They dealt with the situation, but then other people that loved this person started attacking this mom. And well, so yeah, that can happen too. Which right, is so you've got to yeah. be careful what you do because people that support that person now is going to attack you and think poorly of you. That can affect your business. Like people have to really think about what they're saying on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on, on Instagram. And even when you're talking negative about someone else, you got to realize you've got a business, you've got a life. Other people are going to see that and lose respect for you yeah so it's you interesting have to how are you going to handle yourself, and how do I always tell people when you walk into a room when anybody sees you, what do you want people to think of you? Mm-hmm. it's
0: interesting because I was having a conversation uh, with some old business colleagues yesterday, and we were talking about how everybody now has a voice on social media, and we got into different um, very odd conversations about politics and religion and all of those non topics that you don't really talk about online. And I actually said, you know what, sometimes, unfortunately, we all have a voice online. Yes. our emotions can run very high um, and we end up kind of, you know, the first thing we do now is when something happens is we rush and we put it online. Um, so I think sometimes platforms like Facebook get a bad rap for that. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where our friends hang out, therefore that's our place to go to to vent or to say something. We're a little bit more free to have a voice on some of those platforms, which is I guess probably why I like uh, LinkedIn because it's not one that people go to with problems, complaints, all of that right. kind
1: of stuff They keep 100%. It,
0: yeah, they keep it a little more professional uh the needle just goes that way, which is really cool um so Carolyn, leave us with some tips. what are some things that people can do today
1: to move their business forward? Great question. So I'm just Thank thinking you. which one to give. <laughs> I paused for a moment because there like, are oh so many. Um, one of the biggest tips that I think people should do is um, regardless of how long you've been in business, if you don't have a vision, sit down and write one. And, and the question you want to ask yourself is, um, you know, what is my business? What is it I really want to accomplish over the next three to five years? And make a list, like really list it out, everything. If you already have a vision, but you haven't looked at it in a while, go back and look at it. And it's okay, I give you permission to change it if it doesn't fit any longer. Thank because- you,
0: thank you, thank you. Thank you for that permission, simply
1: because
0: sometimes people feel too, Married maybe to something um, that they once wrote, I remember working with someone before, and we were talking about vision boards, and she said that she used to use a magnetic one
1: mm-hmm.
0: because things change, and she wanted yes. she wanted permission to make changes as she grew in her business
1: hundred percent and the thing about a vision is that it's something that's an evolution, it grows. And it evolves as you grow and evolve because how you think today and how you think six months down the road from the experiences, the contacts that you've had, the growth of your business, changes that have happened in in our world, in our environment, in in your industry could change how you perceive you want your business to grow. So I, I personally actually think you should check it every three months. And once you've created your vision, you need to review it with the people that you work with, whether they're part-time contractors, whether they're a VA, whether they're full time, regardless of how many staff members you have, because if they understand the vision of the business and where it's going and they can relate to it, then the growth of your business is going to grow even more.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's very true. I know um, just things that I think in my business, I would never even have imagined five years ago. Yeah. Because things change,
1: things shift, things grow. But my ideas get bigger. Yeah. And it's okay to go in and and make it bigger and expand it. And if something no longer fits, take it out. Because here's the deal. If you keep doing that, your marketing is going to be easier. Your conversations on LinkedIn are going to be easier. Knowing who your target market is going to be. And your target market may change. Yes. As your product or service evolves, who you target may also change. And that's Okay. I've, my target market has changed in the last five years at least six times. That's crazy, but that's good. Yeah, because I've, okay. I've grown, and, and it actually went to corporate, and I never even planned on, my, on what I was doing to take to corporate, and it just evolved that way. And I like it, and I know it, and I'm good at it. So you know, I was able to then change my vision slightly of where that was going. And so I have I check my review my vision every three months, and I sit down. And I go, where am I at? What am I doing right now? What needs to change or what's what's going to be the same? And some things have been consistent from day one and other things have evolved and changed. And this is all good because it means you're growing. And if you're growing, you're going to reach the success you want. If you stop growing, your business is going to die.
0: So I think that is awesome. Um, I think that you need to continue to grow. I know for me, I'm a big fan of continued education and continued mentorship from um, a variety of different sources.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Grow and your your success and your business will grow with you. So you know what, Carolyn, that is a fantastic line to, to end things today. Thank you so much. Can you let people know how to find you? Do you
1: have a website? Where can they find you on social media? Um I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on all the social media platforms for the most part and um you can go to my website at www.carolindickinson.com and check out what we do, blogs, um where to connect with us, programs and you can also email me from there if you have any questions and if you would like a 30-minute discovery session with me to see if we're a match or to get some amazing nuggets to move your business forward. Um, there is a little box on my website that you can click on and book a 30-minute discovery session with me.
0: Okay, that is awesome. And if I were you, anybody out there, um, I would definitely recommend that you take advantage of that because it sounds like she'd be a pretty straight up honest person to talk to. Um, And sometimes she can, what is it? She can see what you're, no, hear what you're not saying and And see what you don't see. And see what you don't see. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, thanks so much for joining us, Carolyn. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to stacymanor.com and gain access to some free resources. And to join the conversation, follow at sociallystacy on all the social media platforms using hashtag link for success. If you would love the link for success show, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. Remember, it's not about linking for the sake of linking, link for success. All right.